0: Hey, what's going on guys? Justin here with Stay at Home Dads Podcast. Welcome to the place I talk about a lot of stuff. Dad stuff, guy stuff, relationship, and kid topics. Anyways, thank you for tuning in. Thank you for being here with me. Also, welcome to the 80th episode. Doesn't mean a lot, but it's kind of a milestone for me. I've put out 80 episodes. I think that's kind of neat. Anyways, I want to mention something real quick, and that's Florida. I know I've got a few listeners out in Florida. I see the analytics, and I see a few of you popping up out there. And I just really hope all is well down there. I hope you're getting your lives back together. Ian really did a number in Fort Myers. It's just, uh, I see stuff on the news. It's crazy stuff. Such a beautiful place. Great place to come and travel and see an amazing part of the country. And it's it's real sad to see it get just hammered and beat down like that. So hopefully everything gets back to normal here. Soon and people start getting their lives back together back to normal get that cleanup going But yeah, I just can't imagine what florida's dealing with right now Looking at all that footage on the news. Like I said, just it's sad. It's really sad I actually saw a mclaren supercar and a rolls-royce floating in the floodwaters plus so many other belongings of people and boats and It's just too bad and I don't even know how many people passed away. The news doesn't really talk about it a whole lot I think they might have said it's been up to 100 now, and that's that's crazy. It's just, it's just a real sad deal, you know? Things can be replaced, but like they always say, people cannot. All right, I don't want to go down Main Street of Depressionville quite yet, so let me shift gears here a bit. I was recently searching online, and I came across a Reddit thread, and it was titled, Is There a Worst Husband Award? Because I think mine would win. I was intrigued a little bit, so I had to see what they had to say about this awful guy, or what they think was awful anyways. And what was he doing to make his wife feel this way? Do I have any of those same traits? I kind of was thought about it for a second. Do, do I do any of these things to irritate my wife? So let me just read a few lines from this woman's post on Reddit. I think it's a few years old, but it's still very relevant today. It's, it's relatable anyways. So it starts by saying... I'm so f***ing sick of my husband sleeping till noon, I don't know what to do. He won't change, and me getting him up won't work. If I force him to get up, it turns into a big explosion, and I'm to the point where I spend most of my time thinking about leaving. I love him, but I'm not spending my life this way. He also has no job, doesn't look for one, sleeps, and plays video games all day. He doesn't do shit to help me except watching the baby when I do stuff around the house. And then he does such a shit job of it, I'm worried the baby will get hurt. I summed that up a little bit because it was getting a little wordy, but this woman is not happy. She goes on and on in this post about how this guy is such a big piece of shit. And he sounds like it in all accounts. He sounds like a big piece of selfish crap. Not helping with the baby at night, doesn't follow through with anything, doesn't contribute to the housework or to helping with money issues. Schedules. She also says that both of them are recovering addicts and he has replaced drugs with gaming. So, yeah, folks, anything can turn into an addiction. So, there's kind of a lot to digest here, and it sounds like a crazy story. And yes, I agree with her though. She is suffering, and this guy has a definite problem. It's pretty wild that this happens. And I know this is an extreme case. I mean, we know everyone has bumps in the road here and there. We get issues. We have to, we have issues that we have to work through. But this has to be few and far between, right? And I, th- I think it's true. I think it is few and far between. Most relationships are pretty even keel. But then I scrolled down on the Reddit thread and I started to read the comments. And I must say, wow, uh, there are quite a few other unhappy women in the comment section on this thread. One woman states that before she left her husband, she was always filled with with a fiery rage, until she booted him out of her house, and she finally started to recover, and her life is now better. Another states that men won't change, her husband wouldn't help even bathe their kid until their child was almost three years old. He was always away, hanging out with friends, doing whatever he wanted, and there was just no getting through to him, she said. And another even said that she got really, really sick and her husband didn't even lift a finger to take care of the baby when she was ill all night long. He just let the kid cry and cry and cry all night. And then this last one I found kind of interesting. She says her husband was doing, quote, that useless male thing so they don't get asked to do things again. So folding laundry improperly, looking after the children improperly, whatever that means. I'm assuming... You know, putting dishes away improperly or just deliberately not doing stuff right so the wife has to take over and do it the way it should be done. Pretty much being f***ing lazy. That's exactly what that is. It's three words. That's it. You're spending so much time figuring out how not to do the work or how not to do something when you could have just done it and got it over with, made your spouse happy, made yourself happy, that you contributed, give yourself a little pat on the back for doing something. And they're so worried about not doing it. They're actually spending more energy not doing it than doing it. It just seems insane to me. And there are many more. There were tons more. 139 comments more of people relating to this woman as well as giving advice. And they're all pretty much calling this dude a giant man-child. So there you go. So this is a problem, right? Like a big problem. We can all agree to that. An extreme case of sorts and it's kind of eye-opening hearing it. Not, not that I can relate to all of it myself but just hearing that this is out there and people are going through this. Well I wanted to find out more. I wanted to do some digging. What else do guys do or husbands do or even I do for that matter? What bad habits or mannerisms that we do irritate the ladies? I wanted to know. What other complaints do they have? Maybe this will be a little enlightening for us, or maybe we'll get a good laugh, I'm not sure. So I found a bunch of complaints, no shocker there, uh, different articles on the web, I did some searching and compiling, and I'll list them all in the description so you can check them out. But let's just kinda get into this and see what we come up with. The first few here are from one that's titled Nine Bad Habits That Could Ruin Your Marriage. And I'll just read through a couple of them and, and then move on. The first one is an addiction to anything, they say. We all know that addiction to drugs and alcohol, that's detrimental to a relationship. That's really bad. It's something that is very hard to battle and could be hard to overcome. It's not impossible, but it's difficult, right? We can agree to that. Now let's mention or talk about the less obvious addiction. We have gambling. We have addiction to food. We have addiction to working, uh, video games. We know that. That's what that lady was just going through I talked about a minute ago. As well as another addiction that I probably mention on here more than I should. I mention it all the time, and that's addiction to our phones. Huge addiction issue that I think people really aren't taking seriously. Whether it's scrolling social media or playing games or gambling on your phone, people are obsessed with these devices. And when people start preferring to do the things on their device instead of interacting with their spouse, then that's a huge problem. People start to always need that thrill of, I don't know, betting or getting that little dopamine hit when they scroll through their social media feed or checking their DMs or whatever it is. And then the gaming, man, I, I just I don't understand the gaming addiction. Like the Reddit poster said, I just don't get it. Or that, that crazy urge you have to play them all hours of the day. I mean, it's an addiction, just like anything else, just like your phone or a drug. It's an addiction. And I see these clips of these guys playing them all the time, hardly looking up from their computer screens or their consoles or whatever as their spouses or girlfriends walk into the room, and they'll just be up all hours of the night just playing these games. I actually saw this one clip, and this guy must have lost power in his house. And he fired up his generator and set up his whole gaming system outside on his patio and plugged everything into a generator to get power so he could still play this game on his porch. It just, it just screams this desperation to play a video game. And I don't get it. And I mean, sure, I get the fact, though, that it's just like me being on my phone constantly, but it just seems to be another level. It takes much more effort to to game i guess turn on boot up log in get into a lobby or whatever you do and then play for hours and hours and hours i don't know just a lot more work than scrolling your social media feed i guess but still they're both an addiction so according to marriage therapist lisa Beher, she says that these addictions become a third party in a marriage and if you feel like you're cheating on your spouse when you're doing these things it's because essentially you are you're choosing them over your spouse. These things are robbing you of that time that you would spend with that other person. So you have to really stop and think about what you really value and how that addictive behavior is affecting your relationships. She recommends, like everyone probably recommends, creating device-free zones. Maybe that be a bedroom or the dining table and not let your phone seduce you or your whatever your addiction is seduce you into neglecting your spouse. And it can be hard though. I agree. It's a difficult thing to overcome. We have to really actively check ourselves and tell ourselves not to grab that phone, not to place that bed or check that feed or whatever it may be, especially when we're having a problem with it and we know that it would bother our spouse if we did it. We have to really just prioritize what we value. Like she said, is that our relationship with our spouse and our kids even? Or is it your gaming addiction, you know? I mean, here's a little test you could do. Try to watch a movie with your spouse without your phone near you or by you and not checking your phone for that two hours. Just start with that, put it in another room, turn it on silent, whatever it is. Just try that. You can kind of tell I'm passionate about this. And I don't know why. Maybe it's because I have a problem with my phone because I do check my phone probably more than I should. But I think it's a real issue. And we're going to see electronics become a real addiction problem if we haven't already seen it and people are already talking about it. I can't imagine I'm the only one talking about this. And I also mentioned work as an addiction in there too, and I just want to touch on that real quick. It may sound nuts and kind of crazy, but I think it can happen. People being engaged in their work so much that they're neglecting their family to a degree, or maybe they're using their work to escape from other issues within their family or with with their spouse. So... Just another avenue to think about. Another one in this article mentions avoiding sex. And yes, if this is happening to you or you're doing this to your spouse, then there is a serious issue going on that you need to resolve it. You do. Sure, you can get married. You can love and care for each other, be a partner and co-parent together and all that stuff. But there has to be that level of intimacy as well, at least in my opinion, it just adds that next level of closeness and bonding that I think is really important in a marriage. And if you feel you can't be close or there's tension there, then you need to really figure that out, figure out where that's coming from, have that awkward conversation and talk about it and don't just let it simmer and backburner it and think it's going to resolve itself because it's not going to. Psychotherapist Tina Tessina says, you need to feel good about each other to be intimate with each other. And if you're constantly fighting, criticizing, and spouting negativity towards each other, then you're never going to be close or be able to get close. Men and women experience health and mental benefits from physical touch. And even just a hug lasting 10 seconds or more lowers blood pressure, releases feel-good hormones, and decreases stress. And that's according to this study that they cite here in 2013 of men and women ages 20 to 49. And that was just hugging. So can you imagine what more intimacy would do for you? You know what I'm saying. You know what I'm laying down here. Next one, treating your spouse like an enemy. Having that bad day and using that to snap at your spouse or walk around with this negative attitude or chip on your shoulder isn't good. I've done it. And it's something I'm not proud of. It's something I need to work on. It's not anybody else's fault but my own that I'm grumpy or I woke up on the wrong side of the bed, I spilled my coffee or I wasted too many hours scrolling on my phone and I didn't get other things I needed to get done finished. I procrastinated and I wasted my time and now I'm in a bad mood. That's not my wife's fault. That's my fault. And I've come to realize that when I have days like that, I will tell her that. I will say, hey, you know, I'm having kind of a bad day. I feel a little irritable today. I don't really know what's going on. I don't feel accomplished. Just having a rough day. I'm not mad at her. I tell her that. And I just tell her I'm not feeling it. And I think she appreciates that. It kind of lets her know that something's going on with me. And she tries to help me through my day and tries to cheer me up maybe a little bit. And I try to dig myself out of that funk as the day goes on, try to be better and do better. Because it's not fun for others to be around people in that mindset, in that that kind of funk. You also have to be careful how you present yourself to others as well, with that body language. I talked about this the other week, that you can say a lot without saying a word. How you stand, how you walk around, how you carry yourself, how your eyes roll. We all know the reaction those tend to conjure when they're seen, right? as well as eye contact. All that stuff says a lot to your spouse and your kids as well, so be very careful. When shit just bothers you, you just gotta get it out and talk about it and work through it instead of opting to sigh and roll eyes and be annoyed. All right, this next article that I grabbed a few from is 20 complaints from unhappy wives, so let's definitely pay attention here and see if any of this stuff resonates with us. I'm just going to try to rapid fire through these, get through them, give my two pennies on them and uh, move on. I probably won't go through all 20. I'll just try to hit a few. Number one, this is a big one. I've read it on multiple pages. He never helps around the house. I read figures all over the internet and it's no shock that wives do more daily household chores than husbands do. Even though we may think it's 50-50 split, it isn't. So guys, get that intuition. Use that intuition. Is that the right way to say that? It's not hard to see that things may need to be done as you walk by. And just get up and immediately handle them. Don't skip over them. Just take care of them. Don't sit back and assume that your wife will take care of it. That's kind of demeaning. It's kind of rude. And it goes back to that treating your spouse like an enemy. And things aren't going to be exactly 50 50 all the time this shit's gonna ebb and flow so just help each other out when you see it or when it's needed it's pretty simple you see stuff needs to get picked up on the floor you just walk by and pick it up don't assume someone else is gonna do it you see dry clothes in the dryer pull them out of the dryer fold them and put them away whatever you see dishes in the sink put the dishes in the dishwasher wash the dishes you see that nothing's really going on for dinner yet hmm. take that initiative and figure out something for dinner, go talk to your spouse, get dinner handled. Pretty simple stuff. Number two, husbands don't know anything about the kids. This is true. A lot of the times I'm going to say that we don't, especially when we're working and we kind of just assume that our spouse is going to handle all that stuff and know all those details. I mean, this was me when I was working a full-time job back in the day. I didn't know all those things. Now that I'm a stay-at-home dad, I'm much more in tune to the kid stuff. Even doctor appointments, dental appointments, going through homework every evening, even toys and clothes that they like or they want, Christmas list, stuff like that. But it wasn't like that before. And it's also very hard when you're working and you only really get to see your kids three hours a day. It's hard to build that kind of relationship with them and know all of those little details and even know all the doctor appointments and all that stuff too that's kind of difficult it kind of sucks that we just assume or I just assume that my wife is going to handle that I never really even asked her if she needed help with it or if she needed me to take time off work I always assumed she would take time off work so something I need to work on there but now it doesn't matter I'm a stay-at-home parent so I try to take care of all the doctor stuff. But it's just like Jordan Peterson has said, our kids are young for a very short period of time. So take advantage of that. Enjoy that time. Get to know them and get to know what they love and what they don't love. And even if you still never do the appointments and the little particulars, you can still involve yourself. Surely, I imagine your wife will appreciate it. Uh, Next complaint, he's always playing games on devices. I already kind of talked about this one to length. It can be, and I'll emphasize, it can be a huge issue. It isn't always a huge issue, but it can be. Just don't let it control your life. Don't let it dictate what you do in your relationships. It can ruin relationships. Even with the kids, they're going to be aware of what you're doing. Your face is sucked into that screen like a damn face hugger from the Alien movie, you know, sucking the life out of you. And your attention isn't going to be present. It's not going to be with your kids. You're not going to know what's going on. It can also ruin your progress as well. It can suck the productivity right out of your life. It can make you so unproductive because you're always playing a game or looking at your phone. It's a a big deal. But honestly, if it doesn't affect those things, and your daily routines are unaffected by this, then go on and play on, brother. Go do your games, I guess. Complaint four, he drinks too much. Another addiction, or maybe you don't think of it that way, but if you sit down every single night and you need that drink to unwind and relax every single night, then maybe... That could be just saying some sort of red flag. Do you, do you agree with that? It's easy to fall into that habit. My wife and I used to do it a lot. It was fun. We enjoyed it. We'd put the kids to bed. We would have crack some wine open, relax. But then it kind of started to turn into more often than not. And we both realized that maybe this wasn't the best habit to have. Also feeling kind of gross maybe even a little hungover, sleeping like shit, because alcohol tends to make us sleep like shit, we just decided to make the choice to taper off of it, and not completely, but substitute some of those drinking nights with some NA options, and it's been good, it's still it's still great, we still enjoy ourselves, like I said, we still drink occasionally, just not as much. Also, if you guys are feeling the need or want to pound three, four, five beers when you go out to eat or you go watch the game or you're going golfing with your buddies or whatever it may be, or that you feel that you need to do that in any social situation, then you may really want to reflect on that a little bit and make a change because I really don't think personally that's a good habit to have. That's not someplace you want to be. And especially if you can tell that it's bothering your spouse, then you may want to address it. Next complaint. Let's keep this train moving here. He brings calorie bombs into the house. This one kind of makes me laugh a little bit. Relatable, I guess so, but it's kind of funny. And this goes both ways. My wife has done this to me in the past with snack food, and I'm just like, oh, come on. I hate having junk food and snack food around the house when I'm trying to be good and I'm trying to be healthy. I just, I can't have it. She can have it laying around and go have a tiny morsel here and there and it doesn't bother her at all. But me on the other hand, I want to destroy it like a rabid raccoon. I just want to just I just want to nail that whole bag of Oreos and ravage it. I I can't control myself sometimes. It's bad. But dieting and even just being healthy in general I think is a combined effort within a household. And if one is bringing home this contraband, this Chipotle and In-N-Out and, and donuts, and not caring about being healthy or what they're eating, and the other one does, then it's just going to be that much harder for the other person to stay good on that diet. And it's probably going to turn into an argument because one person is not taking into account the other person's goals or habits or feelings or whatever. And you can't make someone be healthy either you can try but if they don't want to then they don't want to that's pretty much it and it's also not fair to like I said disregard the other person's you know feelings and beliefs and opinions and just not care and bring that stuff into your house either I guess you could eat that stuff in your car but that's kind of feels a little deceitful doesn't it and kind of weird too then your car smells like hamburgers it's kind of off-putting a little bit kids will be calling you out you know they'll where have you been (laughs) Why does it smell like Chick-fil-A in here? Busted. All right, complaint six, I think. I don't know where I'm at anymore. I'm just going through here. He always wants to have sex. And actually, there was another complaint on here that said he never wants to have sex. So these are conflicting complaints on the same list. So which one is it, ladies? Please tell us which way you want us to go here because these contradict each other, okay? And I already talked about this, how it's important, that intimacy... And yes, life does get in the way. Kids, jobs, cooking meals, and the whole process of running a house, chores. Some days jumping into the sack is the last thing that's on our minds for both sides. But having a great sex life is key to a happy marriage. I've talked about getting into that roommate syndrome before. I've mentioned that quite a bit. Just feeling like you're existing and co-parenting and there's... None of that spark, and there's none of that intimacy, and you're just you're just essential roommates that share a bed, right? It's not a great mindset to be in, so you got to talk about it. It can be weird, but if it's needed, it's needed, and you're going to know if it's needed or not. Maybe start doing some fun, flirty things with each other throughout the day. Send texts, send little I love yous to each other kiss each other frequently grab each other's asses sometimes you know give the old smack on the ass when you're cooking dinner together or whatever kind of liven up and have fun like that and that'll kind of break some of that ice it'll break the tension it'll let everyone's kind of guard down people relax a little bit and it just becomes fun and that's you know that's just like a good segue into getting close with your spouse and of course, do all this without phones and computers, unless you want to take your phone and hook it up to a Bluetooth and put on some some fun music when you're doing dinner, or you're hanging out, or whatever. And uh, doing that, even just doing that family time, it's it'll help. It'll loosen the loosen everybody up and get everybody in a good mood. And doing those things will typically make you happy, like I said, and more often than not, lead to other things, if you know what I mean. So. Anyways, a couple more here, and then I'll wrap this up. Complaint seven is the credit card statement is always a surprise. This one my wife and I have never really had much of an issue with. We're both pretty good at... I don't want to say we're cheap. We're just pretty good at being frugal or not blowing money on shit whenever we want to. Not just buying what we want to buy whenever we want to. Our money is combined, and I guess that doesn't really make sense because I don't have a job or make money. But anyways... Our money has always been combined, even when I was working, we had one, one bank account. She has her own credit card, I have my own credit card. We buy stuff within reason. Sometimes if we have to buy something that's expensive, we talk about it, kind of consult each other on those purchases, it's pretty simple. You know, I need new tires for my truck, it's 1500 bucks. Okay, let's uh, go ahead and get them ordered. Or we'll say, you know what, hey, let's wait a month because this month we already bought X, Y, or Z item. So we'll just kick it to the next month if we can, so we're not super heavy on the credit cards. Because we do pay our credit card off every single month, and that's something that I think is a good habit to get into. Put everything on your credit card, it's safer than a debit card. It's got protections in it, and if you pay it off at the end of every month, then you don't get nailed with that fat interest payment. So I'll run my card up to, you know, 1200 bucks a month. That's groceries and gas and some bills I pay out of there, and then I pay that whole thing off at the end of the month. And then you don't have to pay that interest on it. But aside from that, just talk about it. That's all I can really say. If you're a bad spender and you can't help yourself or your wife is or whatever, then maybe try to do some more preventative measures. Maybe freezing your credit or I don't want to say chopping up your credit cards. That's kind of silly. Doing something of that effect to curb your spending. But the main point is just really be really honest with each other when it comes to money. That's all I can say. All right, two left here. Next one is he has to be taught basic life skills. This has to be pretty high up there with probably a decent amount of women. This one kind of goes right along with not helping around the house with those duties and those chores like we talked about a little bit ago. If we see something, just handle it and do it and don't expect someone else to do it for you. So many wives in this article say that they have to call their husband's attention to basic things that they should already know how to do. And it's pretty ridiculous. Putting dishes in the sink. Rinse out your bowls. Um... Get your laundry in the hamper. Stuff like that. Just basic life skills like they mention. And it's pretty embarrassing if we have to be told to do these basic things like we're a child. Is it just laziness? It's just laziness, isn't it? Why would you not do that? There should be no one that should have to tell you that. You're you're an adult. You're a 30-year-old. You're a 20-year-old. You're a 40-year-old adult. I mean, sure, we all kick the rogue ice cube under the fridge now and then, you know, because we don't want to pick it up. Shoot that out of there. But come on, we aren't little boys anymore we didn't marry a new mom right we didn't marry a mother we didn't marry someone that's going to do those things for us like we're a child wives shouldn't have to and wives shouldn't have to speak up and address these things that we should be doing we should just be doing them because it's the right thing to do it's kind of silly last one he gives me the silent treatment when he's mad yes guys suck at feelings yes we do um no real good answer here. I do it as well. I shut down. I don't say anything. Even when my wife asks me, I'll just say, oh, yeah, yeah, I'm okay. I'm fine. Even though she knows I'm not because I'm acting a certain way or I have that chip on my shoulder or whatever. And I'm trying to get better with that. I'm trying to do something about it, telling her what annoyed me or irritated me, whether it be something that she did or said or whether it's other circumstances that just flipped my switch. You could say it's hard to talk about that stuff. It's easier for us just to shove it down and maybe it will be better tomorrow or it just takes me a while to justify and process things and tell myself that things aren't that big a deal or that I'll get over it. But yeah, it's kind of awkward. It's kind of hard. We need to get better with talking with our spouses about our feelings and about sex, right? That's just the way it is. All right, these are just a few of the things on this list. I didn't go through all of them. Oh, also they say don't leave your dirty clothes or wet towels on the bed. That irritates them as well. So if you have that bad habit, hang your towel up, get your clothes away. Just saying. Okay, so a lot of these things I just read through and talked about and beat the dead horse on, they just boil down to having that respect for your spouse, I think, both ways. And not having that I don't care attitude about your spouse or about their feelings. Having that intuition and understanding that our needs and wants are not the only thing in a relationship that matters. We have to want to bring our partners up with us and not be selfish and also communicate. And that's about all the buzzwords I can fit in one sentence. So yeah, not a lot of great tips and hints there. But honestly, just don't be a low level man. That's kind of what I'm going to call it. Be of high value and bring that high value to your spouse and to your family. You know what needs to be done. Just do it. You know it. You're not stupid. I'm not stupid. We know what we have to do. We just need to do it. All right, so that's all I have for today's episode of Stay at Home Dad's podcast. Thank you again for listening and sticking it out with me today. Remember, I'm no doctor or therapist, and what I say here is just what I read and research as well as my own opinion about my own experiences. So take it however you will. So guys, do you have any complaints about your wives? Do you have anything that you want to talk about? Also, ladies... Did we get it all right or did we get it all completely wrong? Let me know. Either way, drop me a message over on podbean.com and let me know all about it. I'd like to know your thoughts. Also, if you have any friends that would benefit from listening to the show, please let them know. They can grab it wherever finer podcasts are available. And that's it. I will talk to you all next week. Thanks for listening.